Previously on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. Regardless of what happened, I still 100% truly believe that Byron Buxton is overrated. I got quote tweeted to old takes exposed, uh, which they didn't say anything about it naturally, but Byron Buxton's still overrated to me. Um, he can't stay on the field. It's cool that he can hit home runs while he's on the field, but he's not on the field very often. If you're still mad about 2017, then you should be mad at the Yankees for not making the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21 and not doing well in the playoffs in 18, 19, 20, and 21. It's not the Astros' fault. Y'all haven't won a World Series in those four years. And even with 2017, sign stealing is a thing that's across baseball as a whole, not just the Astros. The Yankees were electronically stealing signs. The Red Sox were electronically stealing signs. The Astros just won the World Series. That's the only reason that they're getting more, more blowback than any of the other teams. Stealing signs is a part of baseball. Electronically, I can see, you know, May a little went, may have went a little too far, but Yankees fans, y'all did it too. The Red Sox did it too. Y'all should have just won the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21. Or made it to the World Series in 18, 19, 20, or 21. But you didn't. And you're still mad about 2017. Here's my fastball. See if you can hit it. Oh, there it goes. 480 feet. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is Monday, July 4th, and we are back. I want to welcome everyone into the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, episode number 18. And boy, oh boy, do we have a packed show today. In today's show, we're going to take a look back at the weekend series we covered on Thursday's episode. We're going to look ahead to some of the midweek series that we have to look forward to this week. We're going to give version one of the Baseball Fanatic Pad- Pad- Baseball Fanatic Podcast hitter power rankings. Going to give our players of the month for the month of June, hitters and pitchers, and then I will give the halfway point of the season award predictions uh, for AL and NL MVP and American League and National League Cy Young. And of course, we have, as always, our random player of the episode. And our show is so packed, so we're going to jump right on into it and look at the weekend series that we covered on Thursday's episode. The first series we covered was the Padres at the Dodgers. It was a four-game set. I predicted that series to go to a split, and I was wrong. The Dodgers took that series three games to one, and uh, one of my major takeaways from it, uh, well, I say major, maybe not really a major takeaway, but one of my takeaways from it was in yesterday's game, the final game of the series, the Dodgers had a chance to sweep the Padres in the series, and then this happened. High fly ball hit to left field. Lux moving over towards the warning track. Back onto it, and he leaps. And it is off the wall. Coming around for first base is Cronenworth. He will score to tie the game. It's a double. 
and the Padres tie it up one to one. So not only did Kimbrell blow the save, he did wind up giving up giving up another run, um, and he blew the save and took the L in that game. So uh, that is why the Dodgers only won the series three games to one. Next series we looked at was the Rays at the Blue Jays. I predicted the Blue Jays would take that series three games to one, and uh, I was wrong about who would take the series and how many games were in the series. I don't know how I keep missing this, um, but there, there's just been so many double headers this year. I don't know how I keep missing which the when the series have more than the games that I think they have, but uh, it was a five-game set. And the Rays took the series three games to two. And um, in Kevin Gossman's start for the Blue Jays, I think it was on Saturday's game, this happened. ...by TD. Game one between the Rays and Jays did not start well for Blue Jays fans. Top two bases loaded and two out. Wander Franco, comebacker. Oh, hits Kevin Gossman hard in the leg. Gabriel Moreno did get the out to finish the inning, but Gossman's in a lot of pain. So, yeah, he took that liner off the ankle in the second inning. Looked a very, a very painful. Not something that I would want to experience. Um, it, it, it is only diagnosed with a contusion. Uh, nothing was broken. So, probably just missed his next start or something. But uh, came away lucky because it was at a 100-mile-per-hour line drive off the ankle. And that has got to hurt. And the last series we looked at on Thursday was the Cardinals at the Phillies. I predicted the Cardinals would take that series two games to one, and once again, I was wrong. The Phillies took that series two games to one, and uh, most of that was on the back of this guy. Really? You knew that? Uh-oh, Hoskins left field, and that one is gone. He jumped all over that Wainwright pitch. Came in at 85, went out a lot harder. Reese is 17th, and he continues a torrid spell in Philadelphia. He has been on fire of late, and in the series against the Cardinals, he went four for nine with two home runs and three walks. Um, so really, really good series for Reese Hoskins, a really good past couple of weeks for Reese Hoskins foreshadowing and uh, hopefully for the Philly's sake with Harper out now, he can keep that up for a good while. He is one of the streakiest hitters in baseball. So he has very, very, very high highs and he has very, very, very low lows. Um, and right now he's on one of his highs and the Phillies definitely need him to keep that up. Next, we're going to look ahead to some midweek series that we have to look forward to. Honestly, there's not too much, uh, not too much quote unquote good baseball this week. Um, of course, all baseball is good baseball, but the matchups this week, there's there's not many you know teams with winning records facing other teams with winning records or any series that are that hold any weight or anything. Um, so I picked what I thought to be the three best, and the first one is the Cardinals at the Braves. Uh, Cardinals coming off of dropping two 
to the Phillies over the weekend, as we just talked about, and I do have them dropping three more here in this four-game set against the Braves, and the Braves winning that series three games to one. Next series is the Rays at the Red Sox. Game one of this series is currently underway as I'm recording this, um, but uh, I do have the Red Sox taking this series two games to one, a three-game set. I did not look at the score of uh, game one. Whenever I did see that it was underway, it was still scoreless and in the first inning. So, And that was probably an hour ago, so I have no clue what has gone on in that game since then. So my prediction for that series has nothing to do with what has gone on in that game. Um, I have the Red Sox taking this three-game set, two games to one. And finally, the last series for this week that we have to look forward to. Uh, I, I mainly picked this series just because of the rivalry between the two teams because um, it's definitely not it's, – it's a team with a winning record against a team with a not winning record that's going to be a seller at the deadline. Um, so, which is less than a month away, by the way, I'm excited. I hope y'all are as excited as me because, uh, trade season is fun season, but, uh, it's the Cubs at the Brewers and I have the Brewers sweeping the series because they are the vastly superior team. Christian Yelich has been very hot of late and, um, the Cubs are not that good. And like I said, they're going to be sellers at the deadline. So that is why I have the Brewers taking this series and winning every game in the series. But we are going to take a short break here on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, and we'll be right back after this. And we are back, and that brings us to version number one of the Baseball Fanatic Podcast Hitter Power Rankings. Like I told y'all the other day, I wanted to start changing it up. Instead of doing team power rankings every week, space those out some, do hitter power rankings. Uh, Next week, I'll be doing pitcher power rankings. And the way that I have come up with my hitter power rankings is essentially – the 10 hitters that have been that have had the, the, the 10 best hitters over the past 15 days. Uh, essentially, it boils down to that 10 best hitters over the past 15 days. There is a qualifier that they have to have at least 40 plate appearances over those 15 days. Um, so if they had less than that, obviously they, they did not qualify to make my power rankings. Uh, and leading us off and coming in at number 10 on the inaugural Baseball Fanatic Podcast Hitter Power Rankings is... Catcher. Uh-oh, drinks. There's a drive. Deep to left. Back it goes. It is gone again. That dude just went bridge. <laughs> He's a dude. He's a dude. That ball's down. He likes the ball down. Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox. He is uh, an unsung guy for the Red Sox. He's, he's uh, you know, a, a favorite up there in Boston. He's been with the team for a few years, and he, he's one of those guys that will probably spend his entire career with one team. Um, I don't see him going anywhere. But so far, not so far, over the past 
15 days, Christian Vasquez has hit for a line of a 415 batting average, 457 on base percentage, 683 slugging percentage, and two home runs over 41 at bats. Um, so that is why Christian Vasquez is coming in today at number 10. Coming in at number nine, we have the pitch. Wade's moving. Otani drives that one right field. That's going to get down. Brown rule double. This had to get Shohei Otani. Uh, I don't know if I've ever made my feelings on Shohei Otani known on this podcast. I, for one, firmly believe that he should not have been the American League MVP last year. It should have been Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was hands down, far and away, the better hitter. And the only reason that Shohei won MVP is because he was a good hitter and a somewhat decent pitcher. Um, he is the Angels' ace because they don't have pitching. He would not be an ace on a majority of the other teams in baseball, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the hitter power rankings, and Shohei Otani is our number nine today. And over the past 15 days, he's hit for a line of a 310 batting average, a 436 on-base percentage, 714 slugging percentage, five home runs, over 42 at-bats. So Shohei Otani coming in at number nine. At number eight, we have to ball skills. Kirk drives one out to deep left field, and he got his first of the season. Alejandro Kirk. So like I told y'all, this list is made up of the 10 hitters that have been the most productive over the past 15 days. Um, so as you can see, uh, you know, Christian Vasquez, Alejandro Kirk, there will be more names on this list that aren't generally up near people's top hitters over a whole season. They probably wouldn't be on the top 10 over a whole season, but it's the hottest hitters over the last 15 days. So Alejandro Kirk comes in at number eight with a 342 batting average, a 471 on base percentage, 683 slugging percentage, four home runs over 41 at bats. Alejandro Kirk coming in at number seven, someone that could be in the top 10 come the end of the season. We have. Slices one deep left center field. Freddie Freeman hits his first home run as a Dodger in his first at bat against the Braves. Los Angeles Dodger Freddie Freeman. He uh, kind of been up and down this year as Freddie Freeman, but over the past two weeks, he's been really good. He's hit to a line of 368. 439, 719 with five home runs over 57 at bats. Um, he's hitting near the top of the Dodgers lineup as he should because he is one of the better hitters in baseball. And he comes in at number seven today. Coming in at number six, we have a rookie in. Julio Rodriguez leading off the top of the ninth. There you go, first base hit for Julio. He's digging for two, and he's going to get there. Tying run at second base. 
Julio Rodriguez, Seattle Mariners rookie, comes in over the last two weeks hitting 333, 386, 784 with six home runs over 51 at bats. Um, Mariners uh, and pretty much everybody was wrong with Jared Kellenick. Um, if I'm pronouncing his name properly, I am unsure. But so far to this point in his major league career, he seems like a major bust. Um, and the Mets have won that trade that sent Kellenick to the Mariners. But with Julio Rodriguez, he seems to be the real deal. He's having one heck of a season, and he is on his way potentially to winning the American League Rookie of the Year. Coming in at number five, we... Ramirez. Tampa Bay Ray Harold Ramirez. He comes in over the last two weeks hitting 439, 511, 683 with two home runs over 41 at bats. The Rays are just pesky. <laughs> I've said it for weeks now. The Rays are pesky. They have guys at the at the plate that are just pesky, pesky, pesky. I don't, I don't, I don't know another way to put it. That's uh, they're going to be there until the end, as they usually are. And at number five is Harold Ramirez coming in at number four. One of my favorites. We've got it was over a hundred miles an hour, and he throws one. Jordan Alvarez, he is having a really, really, really good season. And over the past two weeks, he hit 303, 425, 788, five home runs over 33 at bats. He did have enough walks to put him over the 40 plate appearance um, threshold. Uh, I know all the rest of the guys had at least 40 at bats. Um, but Jordan did have enough walks to get him over the plate appearance threshold. It was close. I think he had 41 plate appearances, but he is just having an insane season and uh, another foreshadowing. This will not be the only time we talk about Jordan Alvarez in today's podcast. Uh, probably two more times, if, if I do say so myself, we will talk about Jordan Alvarez. But coming in at number three, all the work in it, put all the time and you got here at whatever time. Uh, Josh Bell again, right center. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. And go. Josh has tied the ball game. How about Josh Bell, boys and girls? He's a big son. Josh Bell. So I may have been wrong on Josh Bell. I don't think I've ever talked about Josh Bell on this podcast, but I may have been wrong about Josh Bell. He's having a really, really good season this year. And I was under the impression that what he did in that stretch with the Pirates where he was super hot for a couple of months, I was under the impression that we were never going to see that Josh Bell again and that that was just a stretch where he was super hot, kind of like Cody Bellinger. Um, I've said the same thing about Cody Bellinger. Um you know, what we saw the year that Bellinger won the MVP, he's not come anywhere close to that. And that was that his stats that year was the product of two and a half really, really good months of baseball that buoyed his stats for the rest of the year. 
when after at right about the two and a half month mark, he fell off a cliff and he's, he was, that was the beginning of the Bellinger that we see today. Um, and I pretty much said the same thing about Josh Bell during that really, really hot stretch he had with the pirates. Um, when everybody was like, oh, he's he's one of the best, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, not really. I don't think this is what we're going to be seeing. But he has had a really good year. He uh, he very much very much could be proving me wrong. Uh, he's, I, he's still not one of the best, but he is he's, he's proven to me that he is a really capable hitter. And over the past two weeks, he's hit 442, 529, 721, one home run, over 43 at bats um but uh yeah he's he's had he's having a really good season and uh if he can keep it up then i definitely owe josh bell an apology coming in at number two we've got two and a drive to right field biggio has hit it out what a moment for calvin biggio here in the ninth inning with a two-run homer Baby Biggio, Kevin Biggio, um, he's had an up and down career. Uh, a lot of it might have to do with the expectations people had on him with who his father is. Uh, Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats, uh, one of the all-time best Astros. And he's, uh, like I said, he's had an up and down career. Um, but this past two weeks, he's hit 394, 524, 727 with two home runs over 33 at bats. Again, another guy who had enough walks to put him over that 40 plate appearance threshold. I think he had seven walks. I think he was right at 40 plate appearances, but he is our number two today on our baseball fanatic podcast hitter power rankings and coming in at number one the very first uh, baseball fanatic podcast hitter power ranking a numero uno we have there's a shot off the bat of Paredes well tagged gone home run Bisak Paredes on a 1-0 pitch hits his 12th home run of the year the Rays are on the board and they have tied this game Isaac Paredes, another Tampa Bay Ray. Uh, over the past two weeks, he's hit 367, 404, 918 slugging, and eight home runs over 49 at bats. He has been on a tear of late. Um, it's insane what he's been doing at the plate the past couple weeks. And um, like I said, the Rays are pesky. They've got guys like Isaac Paredes and uh, Harold Ramirez. That are just that are just raking over the past two weeks, and you know that's not even to mention Wander Franco, who's back, or uh, Randy Arozarena, or any of the other guys on their lineup. But uh, Isaac Paredes is our inaugural number one on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast Hitter Power Rankings. Um, in recap, number ten. Number 10 was Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox. Number 9, Shohei Otani of the Angels. Number 8, Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays. Number 7, Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers. Number 6, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. Number 5, Harold Ramirez of the Rays. Number 4, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros. Number 3, Josh Bell of the Nationals. Number 2, Kevin Biggio of the Blue Jays. And number 1, Isaac Paredes of the 
the Rays. So congratulations to those 10 guys. I know that they will now sleep better at night knowing that they have made it on my personal power rankings. And uh, I'm happy to know that they, they will be sleeping better. Um, so uh, they can they can send their thank you letters to to uh, to me at my email address, which I will give them at a time to be discussed later. But next up, we've got our players of the month. All of this coincided on the same day. So like I said, told y'all on Thursday, buckle in because it's going to be a long and players of the month. Uh, I'm going to do hitters first, American League, and then National League, and then I will do pitchers, American League, National League again. And for our American League hitter of the month, I told y'all we'd talk about him again. Here he is. Jordan hits one high and deep to right field. That ball is good. Home run. Air Jordan with a two-home run night. Jordan Alvarez. Like I told y'all, at least two more times, this is one. We still got one more. But Jordan, like I said, having an insane season. Uh, MLB put out their Players of the Month already. He was also their Player of the Month. And uh, it, it, I, he's the only one that I stuck with. I saw all their Players of the Month. I Nobody in the American League came close to what Jordan did in June. So I could not go with somebody else. Um, all three of my other players of the month, I did go against what what uh, what MLB had as their players of the month. Uh, but Jordan in June hit 418, 510, 510, 510 on base percentage for a whole month, 835, nine home runs, and a 266 OPS plus. For the month of June, which means that in the month of June, he was 166% better than league average for the month of June. What? That is insane. I, 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 I wrote all of this down and I still can't believe it. Like that is insane. He, and I, I watched him, I saw him play in person, got to see one of those nine home runs. Um, and then I've uh, watched a bunch of the Astros Yankees series over the past, uh, from a couple weeks ago. Saw a couple more Jordan home runs, and it's just it's crazy what he's doing this year. He's one of the most powerful guys in baseball, and he he's gonna he's gonna be taking home some hardware probably at the end of the year, uh, probably more than one. But our National League Player of the Month. Number six. Josh Bell of the Washington Nationals. He came in at number three on our hitter power rankings. And in June, he hit 358, 447, 695, seven home runs, and a 212 OPS plus for the month of June. So again, in the month of June, he was 112% better than league average for the month of June. Um, MLB went with Kyle Schwarber, who also had a really good month. He hit 12 home runs in June. But uh, outside of the home runs, I think Josh Bell had the better month. 
And that is why I gave him the nod for my National League Player of the Month. I pretty much said all there is to say about him in the power rankings. Uh, so there's really nothing else to say about him. So we are going to move on to our American League Pitcher of the Month. And that is... Swinging and a miss. He's out on strikes. And there's a reach, a swing and a miss by Hicks. Oh, and strike three called right there. He has stayed with the breaking ball and off speed. And a swing and miss. How about that? Change it. There's the choke up. And a swing and miss. Another Tampa Bay Ray, Shane McClanahan. Dude is having a phenomenal season on the bump. And in the month of June, he threw 33 innings, pitched to an ERA of 1.36, struck out 42 batters, and had a whip of .697. So again, whip is walks plus hits per inning pitched. So he gave up less than a base runner per inning pitch. Almost pretty close to half a base runner per inning pitch. Um, he just a, a, a phenomenal month from Shane McClanahan uh, just to just to go along with a phenomenal season. He has been one of the best strikeout guys in baseball this year. And it's uh, probably going to lead to some hardware for him come the end of the season. Uh, a little more foreshadowing there. And our National League Pitcher of the Month. Profar stands in. Gonsolin fires. And off we go with a fastball strike. He's it in there at 90. An early curve. And it's 0-2. Los Angeles Dodger Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin in the month of June, pitched 29 innings. He had an ERA of 1.24. Uh, he's not a strikeout guy. He only had 25 strikeouts, which is less than the number of innings that he pitched. And he had a whip of 0.724. So he also gave up less than one base runner per inning pitched. Um, so those are your Baseball Fanatic Podcast Players of the Month. American League hitter, Jordan Alvarez. National League hitter, Josh Bell. American League pitcher, Shane McClanahan. And National League pitcher, Tony Gonsolin. So congratulations to those guys. Um, you can add two more names to the list of guys that will sleep better at night knowing that they have won awards and made it on the Baseball Fanatic podcast. Um, and that will bring us to our midway point of the season award predictions. I did this at the quarter mark uh, about a month or so ago, and uh, I'll do it again at the three-quarter mark and at the end of the season. Um, but right now, it's the halfway point. And when I did it last time, I did four players for each. This time, I'm only doing two because it's, I mean, it's pretty much cut and dry who it's between for all uh for all four of these awards. <laughs> and our first award nominee for the American League MVP is... Your nod 
Smokes oh, one to center man. field. All the way back goes Gordon near the wall. And he'll leap up. It's gone. Home run. Straight away center field. The big man, Jordan Alvarez, connects on home run number nine. And the Astros lead this game three to nothing. He's back on the show for a third time today, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Alvarez. I've, I've said it a hundred times this episode. He's having a, a phenomenal season. So far this year, he's hit 310, 406, 645, 23 home runs, and a 197 OPS plus, which means so far for this entire season, he has been 97% better than league average. That is just insane. It's crazy that a guy with his with the amount of power that he has is also hitting over 300 and getting on base over 40% of the time. You just you 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 generally don't see that outside of you know the the, the best hitters in the game like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and Jordan Alvarez, Juan Soto like is it's it's insane what he's doing. And he is our first nominee. Our second American League MVP nominee, you probably guessed it, because uh, he's probably the favorite for the award, but it is not. Moment for him here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Line down the left field line. It is a base hit. It'll go into the corner and up against the wall. Rounding first and heading to second is Judge, and he picks up a double with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. New York Yankee Aaron Judge. Um, he has kind of fallen off over the past three weeks or so, which I have talked about at length um, on the show before. But so far this season, still having a great season. So far this season, 282 batting average, 362 on base percentage, 619 slugging percentage, 29 home runs, and a 178 OPS plus, which means that he has been 78% better than league average over the full season. 60 home runs is out of the question unless he goes on some just insanely torrid uh, homer streak. But um, he still does have an outside shot at 50. He just needs 21 more home runs to break 50 on the season, um, but uh, which is which is very doable. But uh, he is our other American League MVP nominee, and the award goes to Jordan Alvarez. I fully believe that Jordan Alvarez, as long as he can stay healthy and on the field and can continue to do what he's been doing for the whole season, he should be the American League MVP. Um, Aaron Judge, like I said, he, he got off to a really hot start, but he's come back to earth over the past three weeks to a month. Um, and I am not one for rewarding guys for having a hot start and then being average for the rest of the season. I don't think Cody Bellinger should have won the MVP the year he won it. Um, so my vote, if I had one, would go to Jordan Alvarez. For National League MVP. The one-two. Goldsmith hits it out to left, and this will do it. And he does it in grand style. It's a grand slammer. Goldie, the walk-off grand slam. Paul Goldschmidt. Old Goldie so far this year, having a phenomenal season. Uh, he's always been a top 15, top 20 hitter in baseball. And he is just showing out this year. 
And so far, he's hit to a line of 341, 423, 625 with 19 home runs and a 198 OPS plus, which means that he has been 98% better than the league average. Um, like I said, he's just he's he, he he got off to a little bit of a slow start, especially on the power front. Took him like a month to hit his first home run, but uh, he's hit 19 in like two months. So. Uh, yeah, he is uh, doing really well, having a really, really good season, and he is our first nominee for the National League MVP. Our other nominee uh, would have been Bryce Harper if he was still healthy, but he broke his thumb, and he's going to be out for a extended period of time, and he will not qualify for the MVP. Otherwise, he might have won it. It would have really been a coin flip between him and Goldschmidt. But our other nominee today is uh, none other damage and Manny Machado fly ball center field Sanchez going back onto the track at the wall it's gone home run Manny Machado his sixth home run of the year puts the Padres on top one to nothing Manny Machado San Diego Padre um he uh, much like Judge got off to a really hot start not as much on the power front but more on the hitting and getting base hits front, um, which I do that that was not sustainable what he was doing. I think his batting average at one point, like a month into the season, was it like 360 or something, which is crazy. Um, and that's not who Manny Machado is. He has come back to earth um, for the most part, but so far this season he is hitting 320, 391, 530 with 12 home runs and a 166 OPS plus, which means he has been 66% better than league average. So out of our two National League MVP nominees, the award goes to Paul Goldie Goldschmidt. Um, really, I think it's I think it's easy. If it uh, it's it it comes down between those two, I think it's really easy. And Paul Goldschmidt is hands down. To this point in the season, the MVP. And again, if I had a vote, he would get my vote for the National League MVP. And that brings us to the American League Cy Young. Our first nominee for American League Cy Young. His parents in attendance tonight. Swing and a miss. Castro will future older pitchers who have Tommy John. Welcome back. From Jansen Biscani that was just outside on the one-two pitch. Now he hops off the mound with... Justin Verlander, 39-year-old, coming off of Tommy John surgery. He has had a, an outstanding season. Um, he's not getting the strikeouts that he once did in his career, um, which hasn't really hurt him all that much. But so far this year, he's pitched 97 and a third innings. He's got a 2.03 ERA, 90 strikeouts, a .832 whip and a 185 ERA plus. So he's given up less than one base runner in inning so far over the entire season. And he has pitched 85% better than league average. Um, Verlander has already won his fair share of Cy Youngs. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And honestly, he's probably going to get some, some votes for it. Um, even if there is somebody else that's more deserving because of the fact that he's doing it at the age of 39 when coming off of Tommy John surgery. 
Um, like I've said many, 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 many times, it is crazy that he's been able to do what he's done this year at the age of 39 coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, and you know, he's, he's definitely in the running for American league Cy Young and our Planahan decides to do here. Speed him up, slow him back down, hook him. And a cut in the mess. He strikes him out. Well, here is Gonzalez, the shortstop. Ground ball down to third. Out at second. And out at first. The Rays get the double play. And he gets his man. Shane McClanahan. So far this season, 98 and a third innings pitched. 1.74 ERA, 133 strikeouts, 0.814 whip, and a 203 ERA plus. So again, over the whole season, he's given up less than a base runner an inning, and he has pitched 103% better than league average. He's got a whole other inning on Verlander, uh, about three-tenths of a run better, 43 more strikeouts, uh, gives up about two one-hundredths of a base runner less an inning, and he's been 18% better than Justin Verlander, um, and he's much, much younger than Justin Verlander. Um, Shane McClanahan would be my American League Cy Young if I had a vote, and to this point in the season, he has pitched as such. Um, again, I'd don't think it's very close. I think Shane McClanahan is hands down the American League Cy Young to this point in the season. But like I said, Verlander is going to get a lot of votes because of the fact that he's 39 and coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, but um, out of those two, again, my vote would be Shane McClanahan. And for the National League Cy Young, our first nominee. Home of the no two. It's first splitter and it's downstairs ball one on the verge of suffering his first defeat before that two out rally in the ninth inning kept him unbeaten. He's home with a one two. Pro Tony Gonsolin. So far this season, Gonsolin's pitched 81 and two thirds innings, struck out 77. Has a .820 whip and a .273 ERA plus. Oh, I didn't put his ERA down. Hmm. Interesting. Um, it's below two, in case you were wondering. It's very, very, very below two. And, uh, yeah, he's given up less than a base runner in inning. And he has pitched 173% better than league average. It's, it's probably needless to say he has been the best pitcher in baseball this year. I said, I want to say it was last year, I was talking to my buddy Tyler, and I told him that the Dodgers were utilizing Tony Gonsolin wrong and that he should not be a reliever. He should be a starter this year. He's been nothing but a starter, and he has just been lights out. Um, he's not a strikeout guy, but that doesn't really matter because he is just pitched amazingly well over the season. I really wish I would have wrote his ERA down, um, but I did not. And our other nominee... Sandy Alcantara, who got the ball on opening day in San Francisco, will also get the ball here on the home opener. 
Realmuto, the runner at first, leads away, and Sandy gets the strikeout. That is pink. It's been it for the Phillies so far. And that's going to do it for Schwarber here. Sandy Alcantara, Miami Marlin. So far this season, he has pitched 115 and a third innings. He leads baseball and is averaging over seven innings a start. 97 strikeouts, a .954 whip, and a 213 ERA plus, less than a base runner per inning, and 113% better than league average. Uh, Alcantara is a guy that got off to a really hot start and hasn't been as good. He's still been really good, but he hasn't been as good of late. Um, and I do think he's going to fall farther down the list uh, come the three-quarters mark um, and uh, probably finish maybe fifth or sixth in Cy Young voting. Um, but right now, he has been the second-best pitcher in the National League over the season. I also didn't write his ERA down. I really don't know what I was thinking when I did that, uh, but it's uh, right around the two mark. I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's right in line with Verlander at 2.03, if I remember correctly. Uh, what's insane to me is the amount of innings that Alcantara has pitched: 115 and a third innings, averaging over seven innings a start. Uh, apparently, the Marlins aren't worried about him and his arm falling off uh, because he, again, has pitched more innings than anyone else in baseball this season, and um, he's. Done fairly well so far. Done fairly well. But uh, my vote for National League Cy Young at this point in the season is Tony Gonsolin because he has been the best pitcher and the best starting pitcher in baseball. And uh, it's 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 really not even close. He's 173% better than league average. He's almost 200% better than league average. That is insane. What Tony Gosselin has been able to do on the mound has just been insane. All the while, while not being a strikeout guy. Like most of the time, you look at pitchers and you think some of the best pitchers are the guys that are the best strikeout guys, but that's not always the case. I mean, obviously, you know, I have McClanahan, who leads baseball in strikeouts, is my American League Cy Young, but Gosselin has almost half the amount of strikeouts that McClanahan has, and he's my National League Cy Young pick. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to be a strikeout guy to be a really good pitcher is what that goes to show you. But uh, as a recap, American League MVP, my choice would be Jordan. My choice for National League MVP would be Paul Goldie Goldschmidt. My choice for American League Cy Young would be Shane McClanahan. And my choice for National League Cy Young would be Tony Gonsolin. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to our random player of the episode. This one might be a little bit easy. Um, might not. Who knows? Here we go. Our random player of the episode today comes to us from the Baltimore Orioles. He is 27 years old, and he is an outfielder. Over his career, he's hit to a line of 264, 329, 435, with 43 home runs and a 110 OPS+, plus, which means that he has been 10% better than league average over his career. And so far this season, he's hit 258, 316, 384, 
with six home runs and a 100 OPS plus, which means he has been right at league average. He has performed average. He has been an average performer at the plate. Baltimore Oriole, 27-year-old outfielder. He is... Judge turns, looks, see ya. A long home run for Mullins, and it's 2 nothing Royals. Cedric Mullins. So if you guessed Cedric Mullins, congratulations. Good job. Your prize, as always, a thumbs up. Good job. Give yourself a pat on the back for guessing Cedric Mullins. Mullins. Make sure you join us on Thursday's episode of the show. We will look back at the midweek series that we covered today. We'll look ahead to some weekend series. And uh, maybe I'll have a little bit more different stuff to talk to y'all about other than just a bunch of stats. Uh, <laughs> I know some of y'all don't like all the stats. Um, I'm a big stat head, so I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. And uh, I hope that uh, hope that y'all did too. Uh, also have some big things coming for the show. I uh, don't want to say anything just yet. I want to make sure everything lines up right and that everything works out the way it is. It, uh, I am intending it to. Um, so we will see what happens there. You can find the show on just about anywhere you find any podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, iHeart, Stitcher. All that good stuff. You can follow the show on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Just search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. Profile picture on the social medias will be the logo of the show. Make sure you follow us on all of those so you can stay updated. You can follow me on TikTok. So uh, I put out live reactions to big things that happen on TikTok usually. Um so you can keep up with that and my takes on things as they happen. Send in questions for Thursday's show. Send me your uh, hitter power rankings, your player of the month of June, your award predictions. Uh, I'll go over them. I'll, I'll read them off on the show on Thursday. I'll read your questions and answer your questions. Make sure you hit the follow button on your podcast service of choice that way you can be notified whenever new episodes arrive on the platform and you can also find the video version of the show on youtube where you can see video clips of all of the audio clips that were played in today's show and make sure you follow us on youtube and or subscribe to youtube youtube it's subscribe podcast it's follow subscribe on youtube that way you can be notified whenever an episode is uploaded on there also a little bit different, uh, the show on YouTube is 99% of it is the same as the podcast. The differences are you can watch the video clips of the audio clips um, that have been in the show. And uh, when I take the break on the podcast for uh, reasons on YouTube, it's clips from the last episode of the show. So. It's fun stuff. Make sure you join us on Thursday. Had fun today. Hope y'all had fun. Uh, I'm going to get this edited and published, and y'all will hear it in your ears soon. So until Thursday, I've been Troy. Y'all have been awesome. Peace, love, and rock and roll. I'm out. Bye.